0: My name is Safik Alwalia. I'm an ex-Progress Texas employee and, uh, you know, I'm from the Northeast and I thought we had problems up there and then you move to Texas and like, I'll be honest, when I moved, I was like, I'm going to flip the state before I leave. That did not happen. But you see that like, you know, the narrative that I hear up north is Texas is a bunch of, you know, redneck conservatives, but that's just not the case. And you need a Progress Texas in this state to help connect all these beautiful souls who want to create really beautiful progressive change and without us in the middle you know trying to like bring all the voices together it's really hard to organize it's thursday february 22nd 2024 and this is the progress texas daily dispatch rapid response on the breaking news stories texas progressives need to know i'm chris Mosier. Early voting in the 2024 primary, as we've said, is underway. As of this week, KXAN in Austin is providing a daily running turnout tally measured between voters taking part in both the Democratic and Republican primaries. And you'll find that linked in our show notes. Day one numbers are in, and they saw Republican turnout almost double that of Democrats. Just under 61,000 Texas Dems couldn't wait to vote on the first day, but just under 114,000 Texas Republicans felt the same way. Now it's just day one, but this progressive can't help but feel just a little discouraged. Let's pick it up, people. With low turnout expected, as we've said, small groups of voters and underlying undetected trends in voting can make huge differences at this stage, and it's important to talk to folks about this. At a non-political event I hosted last night in South Austin, I was a bit shocked at how many people were surprised by my I Voted sticker I was wearing, not realizing... there was even an election happening. Spread the word, y'all, and hit GoVoteTexas.org for any voting questions you might have. Officials in Tarrant County aren't helping with turnout either. Dion Anglin at Fox 4 News DFW says that just as primary voting begins, Tarrant County commissioners have abruptly ended a five-year partnership with the Trinity Metro Mass Transit Authority to provide free bus service for voters on Election Day as the court's conservative majority has decided it's not appropriate to use county money for such a service, which just so happens to primarily serve non-white, lower-income Tarrant County residents with limited travel options. One vote on the Tarrant County Commissioner's Court in opposition to the call was longstanding and outgoing Commissioner Roy Brooks, a Democrat who has served on the court for 20 years. Brooks says of the people this option served, quote, We've died on the streets of America at the hands of cops with dogs who were sicked upon the people at the hands of lynchers who terrorized our communities and made it plain that voting was something that was not for us. We have a responsibility to make it easy for people to vote, unquote. Elections are not just about your vote, dear listener. They're about all of our votes and all that we can do to help our friends and neighbors take part. Meanwhile, the dueling crusades of retribution being staged by Governor Greg Abbott and Attorney General Ken Paxton continue to the chagrin of Republican incumbents who feel their years of building up their conservative bona fides are being washed away by one single issue. For some, their opposition to the governor's school vouchers. For others, their support of the Paxton impeachment. Perhaps they should have more carefully considered their alliances from the beginning, but Karen Brooks Harper reports for the Texas Tribune on how this push for cherry-picked primary challengers is worsening the already contentious rift within the Texas Republican Party. Surely, with these people beating each other up lately, Democrats can find some sliver of advantage? Let's hope so. Donald Trump's clammy hands are all over Texas Republican politics lately, too. Ryan Chandler at KXAN-TV in Austin writes about Texas Criminal Court of Appeals Judge Sharon Keller, a longtime hard ass who loves little more than she does the death penalty who, even as bloodthirsty as she is, has failed to impress Ken Paxton because she ruled a few years ago that our Attorney General cannot, in fact, single-handedly and unilaterally accuse anyone he chooses of election fraud, a power that Paxton pal Donald Trump would love for him to have for obvious reasons, and so Keller and fellow judges Michelle Slaughter and Barbara Hervey are being targeted by both Paxton and Trump for replacement. And should they succeed, it's open season on any election in Texas that doesn't go Paxton and Trump way. We were just discussing yesterday how the Texas state government seems designed to impede rapid change, even that called for by the deaths of children in gun-related incidents in their schools. And just like that, another one happens, this time in Mesquite, Where in this case, three police officers fired 19 shots at a student who reportedly refused to drop a gun he had carried into Pioneer Technology and Arts Academy on Monday morning. The student, who didn't return fire, was hit in the leg, but early reports were uncertain whether he was hit by a bullet or shrapnel. Three officers, 19 shots, one uncertain hit, all in a single office. Hard to picture, but there it is. The juvenile student was treated and then booked into a Dallas County detention facility. Sticking with Texas schools, is a big day today for supporters of last year's Crown Act, designed to end discrimination against Texans for traditional cultural hairstyles. And one student who it so far has failed to help, Juan Lozano at the Associated Press, says the trial is to determine if Daryl George, a black high school student from the Houston area, can continue being punished by his school district. ...for refusing to change his hairstyle, which he and his family say is protected by the Crown Act. The trial is actually the result of a lawsuit filed by Barbers Hill Independent School District... ...who say they're seeking clarification of the new law. They've based their months-long suspension of George through almost all of his junior year now... On the technicality that his hair is too long, Char Adams at NBC News says about 25 protesters gathered near Barbers Hill ISD Superintendent Greg Poole's home in Baytown yesterday demonstrating for justice for George, carrying signs including the slogans, does my hair offend you and my hair is not a threat. Lactician Janae Roberts was there as well. She set up a salon chair during the demonstration and styled protesters' dreadlocks in a show of support. The trial is scheduled to last just one day with Republican State District Judge Chap Kane III in Anahuac expected to issue a decision soon after its conclusion. We may have that for you as soon as tomorrow. Austin U.S. Congressman Greg Kassar was back in town yesterday for a press conference on his Connect the Grid Act, a bill that would connect the Texas power grid with the nation's other major power grids. As we painfully know, only 10 percent of the state is currently connected to the nation's major power grids. So when extreme warm or cold weather hits, Texas tends to get left to fend for itself, occasionally with fatal results. Kassar at the presser said that should we connect to the national grids, quote, when there's a storm like winter storm Uri or a gigantic heat wave like we just suffered last summer, we can pull in power from our neighbors to help, unquote. Union leader Ryan Pollack, lead organizer for IBEW Local 520, was there as well. He adds that, quote, when we connect to the grid, we'll then be able to sell that energy and allow more of the U.S. to run on green energy, unquote. The Connect the Grid Act has been referred to the House Committee on Energy and Commerce, and Kassar says he's encouraged by the positive reception so far, even expecting to see more Republican lawmakers representing rural parts of Texas sponsoring the bill in the coming months. Speaking of emergencies, a rather unusual one has been declared in Bell County. Between Austin and Waco, S.E. Jenkins of CBS News writes, the county officials have issued a local state of emergency anticipating a significant surge in visitors and strained resources during the great American eclipse on April 8th, expecting its population of 400,000 to double in the days leading up to and after the eclipse due to Bell County's location in the path of totality where the moon completely covers the sun. Bell County expects traffic congestion fuel shortages, and strains on first responders, hospitals, and food. They're also requiring property owners to register with the county if they're hosting events like watch parties or camping with more than 50 people. I think I'm just going to watch from my backyard. The last few days of Black History Month 2024 are upon us and Progress Texas continues celebrating from our calendar of related events across the state at ProgressTexas.org. This weekend in the Houston area, Saturday, a Black History Month celebration and museum family day embracing cultural heritage through art at the Pearl Fincher Museum of Fine Arts in spring, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday. In Austin this weekend, also Saturday the 24th, Black History Month Kids Day at the Carver Museum, a fun-filled day of celebration and learning for the little ones about the rich history of black culture, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Saturday. Also on Saturday in Dallas, the 2024 Taste of Soul Soul Food Cook-Off, a celebration of the diversity of soul food cuisine featuring some of DFW's best chefs and creations. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Saturday at the MLK Junior Recreation Center on Pennsylvania Avenue. And finally in San Antonio, the 2024 Black History Film Series at the San Antonio African American Community Archive and Museum on South Presa presents Gaining Ground, the Fight for Black Land, a stirring documentary from executive producer and TV personality, Al Roker and Emmy-nominated director Eternal Polk. That happens Saturday evening at 6. More details on all these events and the full schedule for Black History Month can be found at our website. Also through the month of February, we're looking to recruit 29 new recurring donors, one per day this leap month, to support our important work this election year. Go to ProgressTexas.org and click the Donate tab at the top to find out more. And while you're there, hit our web store where you can choose from Y'all Means All, Revolution and our most popular Humans Against Ted Cruz T sure it's all union made. Right here in Texas, your purchase also helps us keep on doing what we do at Progress Texas. That's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. If you're enjoying our podcast, perhaps the easiest way to help spread the word is to leave us a positive review on your podcast delivery platform of choice and to tell your friends about us. Progress Texas is a nonprofit rapid response media organization promoting progressive messages and actions. While campaigns come and go, we're the permanent home for progressive media and action in the Lone Star State. Find our web store and other ways to support our ongoing mission at progresstexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, and we'll see you again tomorrow morning.